Normally, it's noon when we talk to Tom Curran, but we needed to push back an hour today. So at 1.03, we welcome in our friend Tom E. Curran. He is with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Tommy e. is also brought to us by Dr. Matthew LaPressi and Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. Tommy, good afternoon. What's up, buddy? More alive. You are the Patriots offense. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm alive. I'm good to go. No, I, I know. A, I had a quick dermatologist appointment. Make sure you get yourself checked out at all times, there especially you, go. you guys with your fair pallor. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you have fair skin, freckles, all that, got to stay on top of uh, all that kind of stuff. But in all honesty, Tommy, um, kind of where do we begin this week in terms of the Patriots getting ready for the Bills? I don't know whether to look ahead, look back, look at the current. I don't know. Where the hell are you at on this? It feels like, unfortunately, the games are going to start to take before we're even to Halloween, um, second billing to what the direction of the franchise is going to be. And we talked a little bit about it last week in terms of the trade deadline and how I think that's going to be a very interesting checkpoint as to which direction the team is going to go. Will they be sellers? Who will do the selling? Um, Do you want... What's Bill Belichick's arc going forward? Because these things are approaching quickly. It's it's October, so November, December, January, you're going to have to make a decision as to what Bill's role will be with the team going forward. Do you just have status quo? Do you talk to him about bringing in a consultant or an overlord? Do you say, I think it's time to uh, to have a parting of the ways? Which will it be? Because this is going to approach quickly, and then next thing you know, it's the senior bowl. Then it's free agency starts in March. That's five months away, and the draft is in April. So these questions are somewhat trumping, I think, a team that is trending towards one and seven. So I guess in, in the stages of grief, if we were to kind of comp- use the use the Patriots as, as that kind of uh, ammunition, it would be um, acceptance for you with their lot in life so far? Yeah, because, I mean, I thought it would be a team that if they cleaned up I thought it could be a double-digit win team. I'm accepting now that that is highly unlikely. And I thought that the reinsertion of Bill O'Brien would help to jumpstart the offense in a way that it's unable to because of the personnel on offense. They can't block. They haven't had their line out there. When the line is out there, um, Trent Brown is underachieved. Vidarian Lowe, Calvin Anderson, whoever they put at right tackle, is incapable of playing NFL-level football right now. Michael Nguyen's been out, so you have rookies on the offensive line for he and Strange. And I don't think David Andrews, and he'd probably be the first to tell you, is playing at a David Andrews level either. So if you can't block, you still can't get an answer as to whether or not Mac is definitively the problem. I mean, this is a player that just, you know, 15 months ago, Bill was saying, had made a dramatic offseason improvement. And now he's perceived as a, as a player who could be trending to becoming a career backup. So, go ahead, Gresh. I'm just kind of... No, it was me. I know. It's me jumping all over you again. You know, know, Tom, when you you hear the players post-game, whatever, during the week, it's the same old script. Got to do this better, little things better, little things better. Is it as simple as that? Because you just mentioned a lot of personnel issues, roster issues, which I agree with, but... If you added, if you took away just the stupid mistakes, the penalties, the bad angles, the poor play selection, 
bad decision by this guy, bad angle by a defender or this way. Is Don't you think it's they could at least be respectable? Yeah, I thought they'd be wholly respectable. I thought, you know, now injuries have entered into it, obviously. Hunter Henry going down, we'll see what his um, availability will be this week. But then you're going to lose one of your most, or at least have limited in some ways, your most dependable receiver. So it straps you in, in terms of saying, okay, well, if these things happen, then they'll be able to be competitive against the commanders as opposed to getting boat raced the way they did against another average team, the Saints. Um, I, I think that the spirit might be willing, but the flesh might be weak in terms of they just are not good enough players in the current, with, with all the landscape around him, Mac included. Mac's not a good enough player if he's not protected. I think he's more than a good enough player if he were protected, but he's not. So. Oh. And when you're in first and 15, you're screwed. Go ahead. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston here with uh, Gretchen Fourier. I brought this up to Christian. And if Robert and Jonathan Kraft are having discussions as to what to do next, who's taking the lead between those two? If there is going to be a divorce from Bill Belichick, doesn't the next hire, yeah, Robert's going to be there, but doesn't it really need to be led and handled by Jonathan Kraft, considering where we're at in kind of the span of everything? Let's put it that way. I think it would make sense, but I think they're very much a collaboration as it is. And I, from my experience in talking to Jonathan Robert over the 27 years I've been covering the team, they're never cloistered in terms of making their decisions. They're always open to talking to folks and finding out what those people they trust would be the best direction for the team. The sticky aspect of doing that is Bill Belichick's been in the league for 50 years. So who do you go to that will be willing to speak hard truths about what should happen next? Will Bill, and maybe he will, be willing to confront hard truths himself as to the recent player acquisition and why things have gone sideways would he be able to say look it's not just the injuries to judon and gonzalez and it's not just what happened with strange and have caveat after caveat as to why it could have and should have worked differently he has to be able to confront the mistakes that he's made even if his heart was in the right place for instance in trying to maybe change and simplify the offense in 2022 when you think about that Maybe their heart was in the right place to try and run wide zone and have an offense that was more simple to digest than what Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels had hatched. He just didn't have the personnel on hand in terms of coaching to install that offense, nor the personnel on the field to necessarily carry it out. So there's a lot that I think Bill needs to confront with clear and open eyes and say, these are the things that I did did poorly, and I don't know if I'm suited to fix it. I don't know if they're listening to my message. I wonder if Bill will say that. You know, Are they listening to my message when each week it's the same issues at the starts of games that are self-inflicted? So we're talking to Tom E. Curran on the Harbor One Hotline. Tom, how do you think the defense is doing? I think that when you really interrogate how it looks, 
they keep teams out of the end zone. They do kind of all right in general. I don't think they're that far away from being a competitive defense. I think they have enough there to be a competitive defense, even with the injuries to Judon and Gonzalez. So I don't think that they're an abject disaster. You just have an offense that is hard-pressed to score three touchdowns in a game. Do you agree with me or – I, I absolutely, absolutely. I don't think they're the, obviously. Okay. I don't think they're the problem. They're not great, but they are doing about as good as they can do, I guess, under the circumstances. So I don't think they're a problem. It's all offensive. I mean, a fifteen play, fifteen play, sixty nine yard drive at the beginning of the game with three third down conversions and a fourth that came on penalty. Fortunately, the Patriots dodged that bullet. But that's again the kind of a cold start that you see from the defense that digs a hole that the offense then usually exacerbates. Uh, Tommy, you mentioned the uh, players that are dinged up. So eight players are absent from practice today. Ramondre Stevenson, Trent Brown, Hunter Henry, Juju Smith-Schuster. Apparently Connor McDermott is might be back. There's a 75 out there. Some are speculating, ah, who who is that guy? He's a big, maybe we've seen him before. But, Tommy, can the Patriots survive if Stevenson, Brown, and Henry are out this week? Probably not, but I didn't think that even with them available that they would, quote-unquote, survive against the Bills. It's just a much better team than the Patriots are at this juncture, and I think that the dysfunction and resignation that is going to start to seep in is hard. You know, Phil Perry and I are going to talk about it. We talked about it on our podcast. We'll talk about it on Quick Slants tonight. Who is invested on this team going forward because they have a long-term contract here? Uh, these players who are up, like Henry, like Brown, um, like Kendrick Bourne, and Wenu, Uche, Duggar, all of these are what you would perceive to be somewhat core players, but they're all up, and they're looking and certainly seeing the con- conversation around Bill and as to whether or not he's going to be here. So as you get into this portion of the season where you're not even at, at the midway point, who is your core? Who are the cultural guardians who are saying, let's keep competing? It's very hard, I think. Christian, does it seep in when you're on a team that is into a funk? Maybe you might have experienced that with the Redskins, um, commanders, back in the day when you realize a team isn't going to go anywhere and you don't have long-term vested interests. No, see, the, the problem with, with me was that there's uh, there was always some sort of hope. Like, we were still mathematically into it up until, call it, Thanksgiving. And that way, mm-hmm. there's a tad bit of delusion because the reality is you're still not going to do it, but, you know, you're not out of it. So that's kind of where they're at right now. They're 1-5, and five, right, Tom? So... How are you convincing yourself that it matters would be my question. And the guy, and then eventually right. you, you will have some guys that will go off into the corner and talk and point fingers. You will have a bunch of disgruntled guys that are trying to drag along some other guys that may or may not be disgruntled as opposed to the other way where the locker room, the majority were in it, buying in, and if they couldn't drag that other person who was being disgruntled, they would kick him out. Mm-hmm. So, just marginalize the guy, kind of, kind of quarantine that player with the attitude and and move on without him. Is that so? I guess, what you're my, and I guess my point is, 
Do you think it's going to get worse? Yes. So do I. I don't think we've hit the bottom, Tom. I think it is going to get worse. I don't know if the on-field product can get worse than what we saw against the New Orleans Saints, but I do think that, you know, whether it's Jalen Mills complaining about his usage or Kayshawn Booty Instagramming, then deleting uh, Free Me. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. What a, a lot of guys are going to look for their own interest and say, well, what about me? My, I have a finite amount of time that I'm here in the NFL. I have the opportunity to make money in a way that I'll never be able to make money again. And I'm just spinning my wheels here and watching from the sidelines as a bad team plays. What does that say about me? I'm better than that. When's my shot? Um, so it's human nature, whether it be in a business or a, or a team, I think to say, well, if they just did this and helped me, what about me? Because, you know, you, you are trying to feed your family. As simple as that sounds, you are trying to secure your future. And if you find your future is tenuous, you become, you get into survival mode. Well, it'll be interesting because for some of those veterans who are on one-year deals, if there's uh, two more bad weeks, they can end up having a bad week as in changing addresses. But we got a long way to go before we get there. Tom Curran, thank you, friend. We'll uh, check you out with Jones and Mego on Thursday. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. There goes uh, Tom Curran.